on the 30th episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we have Brian from the Treasure Coast Collective, an Orlando City support group. We discuss Orlando City soccer, marketing, and why it's so important to separate your personal and business lives on social media. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. I have Brian here from uh, uh, the Ruckus of Orlando City. I don't know how to really describe that, or Treasure Coast Collective of uh, Orlando City, but uh, it's been a while since we've been on the, the podcast, but we're here at Scott Sporting Goods. Chat with Brian. How are you today? Doing great, man. Happy to be here, and uh, thanks so much for having me on, and just ready to jump in, talk yeah. soccer. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, we have a soccer ball here. I am in my... Uh, the jersey I wear at every game. You're in a jersey that sometimes you wear, sometimes you don't have a sometimes jersey on. Sometimes I don't have a shirt on, you know, most of the time. But, you know, start off with the best of intentions and, you know, just comes off, things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, to give a little background, Orlando City is a Major League Soccer team uh, in Orlando, obviously. hence the name. Uh, and again, Major League Soccer is... Uh, I describe it to people as like the minor league. So I, I call it like double A AA or triple A, whereas the Premier League would be the major leagues. Um... So it doesn't have a huge following like you would think an NFL team or a Major League Baseball team or something like that has, but it does have a huge supporter group, which is absolutely wild. I want to talk to you a little bit. Um, I know you're not the leader, but you are by far the most recognizable person in the stadium at every game, in my opinion. I want to talk a little bit about how you got into soccer at all. Well, for sure. I think kind of you touched on, um, you know, American sports now and, uh, you know, a lot of us maybe grew up on different sports um but the younger generation i would say kind of folks that are that are our age um you know may have been people that played soccer growing up or uh, soccer is a big youth sport you know everyone kind of it's a good sport to start your kids in and a lot of us played soccer maybe fell out of it but in the last i would say five to ten years um have been rediscovering soccer as as supporters as fans the league is growing um and that's that's kind of how I got back into it. Um, Orlando City uh, started off uh, in, in the USL, got an MLS uh, team in 2015 and, and started, and a lot of people jumped uh, back in. So um, I have kids that play soccer, uh, but for me, myself, that's kind of how I rediscovered um, soccer as a, as a supporter, um, as someone that uh, uh, kind of jumped in for the first time in the in the Citrus Bowl with the first game in, in MLS which was a a packed house um you know 62,000 plus people and uh was hooked from the beginning so um I think that's happening around the country I think soccer is is growing there are other sports that might not be um and and the the younger generation that played and now is starting to have kids of their own is kind of jumping back into into soccer and it's you know it's by far the most popular game in the world but it's really cool to see how it's taken off here in America too. So you touched on something uh, Orlando City's only been in the MLS for a couple of years talk to talk to the listeners about what the USL is and and, and maybe I'm talking out of class maybe we don't know the answer to this but how did Orlando City even start? Well Orlando City started uh, kind of you touched on it um, you know back uh, in the USL days, 2011, um, they had a strong kind of local contingent, uh, a strong following. And you see that uh, a lot of times um, with some of the, the the soccer franchises that are now real hot in MLS. They're not um, large city markets. Um, it's kind of more of a, 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 a mid-level town, a Portland, um, a, a Kansas City, uh, towns that have history um, back in s- some 
way past history, some like Orlando City more recent, um, but there are even teams coming out of uh, the lower division leagues right now. Um, Orlando City's got a, a really important uh, cup final against uh, a team that's in the USL currently, Sacramento, that has a very strong local following too. So kind of that, you see that organic culture start to build versus you know a team like Atlanta or Miami that um, has, is kind of a pop-up a lot of money involves, um, maybe not that authentic culture. And that's why Orlando um, and some of these other uh, uh, franchises have thrived a little bit more just just running off that culture. Wins, losses, um, you know, it hasn't been overtly successful, but the, the, the culture that the, the supporters bring is kind of what drives the ship. And that's that's really what sustains the whole thing. And that's, that's, that's really why I've kind of latched on and been as involved as I am because um, – to me, that's everything, uh, that passion. So I'll tell my story about how I got into it, and, and we'll, we'll follow into to a segue here. But uh, but I have some neighbors, shout out uh, Alan and his son Zach, that are big soccer fans. Um, I'm a big baseball guy, yeah. so we uh, we were watching the Dodgers in the playoffs. And Zach, who's 21 now, he, uh, he didn't know anything about baseball. So he comes over, he's watching these playoff games, and he keeps telling me about Orlando City. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about Orlando City. What's this? So he says, you got to come over and watch a game. Right. All right, and they live – five doors down from me. So I go down, and the very first game I watched was a playoff game two years ago where I went to the shootout. Uh, our goalie, Pedro Galisi, gets a red card. They have to bring a defenseman in. who's not, And it was wild. I mean, this was like, I cannot believe I'm not into this. Yeah. And so the well, next Watching year, it live, I had like 15 <laughs> heart attacks. But yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the next year, we're like, we got to go to a game. Yeah. Okay. So we go, and um, uh, uh, to back up for a second – while we're watching the other game, they're showing the, the stands at Exploria Stadium, which, by the way, if you haven't been, it is an – I've been to a million sporting events. It's, like, the coolest place to watch a live sporting event I've probably ever been. Um, but they're showing the crowd, and it's like, okay, yeah, soccer crowd, soccer crowd, soccer crowd. And then they get to the wall, which is all supporters, and it's going wild. And I see these guys banging these drums, and I'm like, I got to go to a game. I got to go check this out. So we go to a game. And um, the first game we go to, Orlando City wins on a goal made in stoppage time uh, right before the final whistle. And we end up getting season tickets. And now, like, we, 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 we live it. So my experience is I've had two incredible games that I went to or I watched and then I went to. What is a typical soccer game like <laughs> for the average fan, I guess? How do they get into the, how do they get into Orlando City? And I think you touched on it's probably the culture and the, the supporter group. Yeah, I mean, you kind of describes, um, you know, just from a standpoint of, in my, in my experience, it's been uh, just straight up building capacity in a way that you described yourself. It's it's word of mouth. It's someone bringing someone else. Um, that's how soccer grows, and it's really an old school kind of mentality of you will not have a bad time. If you come and enjoy this, you will not have a bad time. I don't care if you've never seen soccer, don't know anything about it, or you grew up with it and it's your first time, or you're from overseas, or whatever the case is, you will not have a bad time. And that's what I tell everyone, you know, that, that comes and experiences it for the first time. Um, that's how I experienced it. I, I got, you know, uh, a, a ticket. I was in the wall. I, I watched it is um, the supporter section. It, it's unlike basically any sporting event. And you did kind of described how you, you know, you, you have other sports backgrounds too as well. I grew up, you know, watching college football um, and, and big sports fan overall. But I mean, 
to stand up and cheer for, you know, a defensive stop on third down and then sit back down again. They're, to describe this as someone like we're not watching the game necessarily. I mean, we're not analyzing the play really to an extent. It's all about chance, support, passion, culture. Um, you know, the team goes down a goal, the crowd gets louder. You know, it it, it, it it kicks up that much more. So you don't you don't see that really too much, even in in, in um. You know, in the Premier League or something like that, uh, you know, the, the wall is safe standing is the first uh, the supporter section in Orlando City. Um, the way they, they, they constructed Exploria Stadium um, was similar to uh, a lot of the stadiums in the Bundesliga in Germany where everyone stands. It's first come, first serve. Oh, yeah. There is not a seat. There. No, you, it no... is literally standing room only, general admission. Got sta- It's wild. Yeah. So you, you're, you're, you're standing and jumping. <laughs> Just and in that chanting. one section, folks. Where it, there are a bunch of other places you could sit. But we're talking about the wall. Yeah, the yeah about 5,000 seats. Um, and, and that's how it's constructed to be as intimidating as possible. So, you know, the opposing players, when they're warming up, they are right in front of you. And, um, you know, that's 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 constructed purposefully. And it's very interesting because, you know, Exploria was built back in 2017. Every stadium, every group, you know, every team that's launched since then has done the same thing. So Orlando really, you know, win-lose-draw has been setting the tone for basically the future of of soccer and what it looks like in this country and it's it's cool because you know if you jump in and are part of it you're you're essentially on the cutting edge of what we're doing in this country with this sport it's it like i said it's very exciting i i grew up watching other sports i actually never played soccer as a kid it was big it was getting big when i was a kid and i had buddies that played but um yeah it's kind of anyway it's kind of wild i want to touch a little bit you talked about college football um you're a graduate of university of florida and I'm a Florida State guy, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that, or I wouldn't have invited we're, we're, we're you. Gotta, here. We, we're we're just saying, got a separation but, thing going uh, on at the table. Only kidding. But um, talk about your experience in college and how that's—I uh, don't want to say affected, but how it's maybe helped your uh, your involvement with Orlando City and the, and the support and the ruckus and all that. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I think uh, while I said there's there's nothing quite like um you know uh, the supporter section or just being in involved in soccer right now probably the closest thing with pageantry rivalry you know that you could compare it to um is like the college game in america you know big rivalries that have gone back a hundred years plus um you know uh very very intense you know games um 90,000 people in the stadium whatever the case is um loud crowds uh and that kind of um that that cultural passion where it just divides people up um and it's not you know something that's taken too lightly I think that um being part of that and seeing that that's something that's as probably as similar um as you can get to um the, the culture that's being built through soccer just around the world or, you know, what's starting to happen here in this country. So I think it's a good groundwork, um, good framework. But um, even if you're a, a non-sports fan, I know tons of people that do not deal with sports at all. They just don't. But they are huge soccer fans. They're latched into Orlando City, specifically with the supporter groups. Um, and it's just because of kind of what I said before. Someone brought them in to a game hey check it out you won't have a bad time you know take two hours and and jump into this and you know they're hooked 
immediately. I, I just can't. There, there's so many stories that are similar <laughs> to yours and mine where you, you come once and these people are like going all in season tickets. They're going to away games. They're they're I mean, they're they're all in. And it's just because the atmosphere that's created, it's it, um, it, it, it's contagious. You know, you want to be part of it. Um, and again, it's, it's not something that you you uh, you see too often um, kind of in this day and age with sports. What is the Florida Georgia equivalent uh, for Orlando City? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, from what I've seen, um, it's uh, Atlanta. Uh, if you were around, um, you know, when Atlanta first got, and you, you you got the, you know, you you have the the um, like I described before, just the complete opposite of culture. You know, you have Orlando City that came up from the ground. You know, people that have been there you know, when they were forming supporter groups in rooms with five, 10 people, um, and now are still there, you know, watching 60,000 plus in the Citrus Bowl, watching the the new stadium go up, watching um, just two days ago, Orlando City go now to a, to a U.S. Open Cup final um, versus, you know, a pop-up stadium overnight, you know. Well, uh, don't uh, they play in the Mercedes-Benz yeah, they, they stadium? They, the they, 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 they don't have a stadium. Um, it was just, you know, uh, big money overnight, a lot of, you know, really talented players and, um, you know, is basically the hot thing to do in town until Georgia football starts. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it, you've got the, you've got, you know, the plastic fans versus the, the people that are really about it win, lose or draw. Um, and I think that's that's where you have that, that when, when Atlanta first uh, came into the league, um, the a lot of us went uh, to Bobby Dodd Stadium when it was still up before they moved, and and that away trip was uh, was something. We'll just say that we won't get into that <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit about this U.S. Open Cup. Uh, Orlando City's in the final against Sacramento, and uh, lay the groundwork. Explain to people the difference between the U.S. Open Cup and the MLS Cup. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, U.S. Open. Uh, Cup is basically a. It's been around way longer um, since the 1800s. Yeah, right? so a, a okay. real a real long time, over 100 years, um, and it's essentially a, a tournament that starts. I'm at the bottom. It starts with kind of semi-pro teams, amateur teams. They start playing each other early, and it's knockout. So basically, these teams, um, everyone has a shot. Uh, it's a tournament that's, and you know, this is kind of unique to soccer. It happens in Europe and other countries too. There's multiple things going on at once. There's a there's a season happening, but there's other tournaments. My wife could too not figure well. this out. I'm yes. like, the U.S. Open Cup final, September seventh, and, and and we're gonna go. And she's like, wait a minute, I thought you had games after that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's it's definitely it takes it takes a you know uh, some time to wrap your head around if you're not you know. Um, used to that and, and uh, you know us as uh, American sports fans we're not so essentially you know while the season has been going on the MLS season has been going on this tournament's been going on too so that you know presents from a coaching standpoint or anything else you have to be really strategic about what you're doing so you'll see you know teams start out maybe they're playing you know some secondary players in this tournament because the season's more important or people think so um, but Orlando's made a run. You know, they've taken out they've taken out some rival teams. They've taken out Tampa Bay Rowdies. They've taken out Miami. Um, and inner Broward. Yes, <laughs> yeah. They, they've taken out Broward. Um, and and they've made it all the way. Um, uh, you know, two nights ago, they had a home game um, against the New York Red Bull uh, and and won five to one. Um, and now are in the final, hosting a, a U.S. Open Cup final. Um, you win that, you're in CONCACAF Champions League, and that is a tournament that you're going to start playing the hottest teams uh, in 
Central America, Mexico, um, et cetera. So, you know, you could possibly see Orlando really get some some serious play, not only in, in this country, but, you know, with some other major teams, too. But now getting on the world map, which Absolutely. is really exciting. Yeah. Speaking of that, the Premier League, which, again, I call the Major League Baseball of soccer, um, <laughs> It, uh, had two teams come to Florida, Chelsea yes. and Arsenal. Um, Chelsea played Miami, and Arsenal played Orlando City. Chelsea beat Miami at like nine nothing. <laughs> so uh, the day or two days before Orlando City played Arsenal, so we go to the game and we're expecting to get absolutely stomped. And uh, they go into halftime, and Orlando City and Arsenal, <laughs> which is like um, uh, my kids' little league team playing the New York Yankees, right, is tied exactly. 1-1 exactly. at halftime. And it was just wild. Orlando City did lose 3-1, to but it was really cool seeing how they can compete on a real like a real scale. I mean, this is a fun team to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. And I think, you know, people, there was a, there was a game um, – uh, a couple of days later, Arsenal and Chelsea are still on a on a tour in America. Yep. You know they're warming up for the, the the Premier League season to start, which is on an alternate schedule than the MLS. And uh, you know Arsenal played Chelsea in a friendly simultaneously to um, Orlando playing a game too. You know right down the street. You know five blocks. Literally away walking distance. I mean, and you know yeah. there was a lot of back and forth. Oh, are you going to go to the Orlando game? Are you a real you know supporter? Are you going to go see Arsenal and Chelsea? The way I look at it. Overall, 80,000 people were watching soccer in Orlando. Within a, f- a half mile correct. of each other. <laughs> so if we're talking about the growth of the sport, um, I mean, I went up there. I, I saw people from, you know, that, that lived down where I live that were up at the game. You know, parents from my kids' soccer team. Um, obviously, a, a ton of, you know, my friends that were going into the Orlando game. You know, so it, it's it, it's – at, at the bottom line, you know, there's a lot of oh, you know, well, do you support the local team? Or are you going to support the the right. you know, go see your Premier League team? Irregardless of whatever, you have eighty thousand people watching soccer on a Saturday night in Orlando. So right. to me, that's a win. Yeah, we uh, we actually did not go to either game. We watched both games at my house because yeah. it was just also so cool. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a, sometimes the house the house move is the yeah. best move. Well, again, we're in Vero, so we're an hour and a half away. You're in Hope Sound, yes. so you're two hours away. Yeah, two hours and fifteen minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So man, so uh, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because sure. this is a marketing company and a marketing right. podcast and all that. I want to talk about how you get. Whether it's the Ruckus, Orlando City, Treasure Coast Collective, which we haven't even touched on yet, how you get that in front of just general soccer fans, or maybe even Orlando City fans that don't know you exist, is there is there a marketing tactic that you guys take? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's um, essentially what happened was um, in yeah, like early 2015, before the the team kind of got into the season. All I did was kind of make an inquiry about, um, you know, if there's anything local. You know, Orlando is a, a big area. I live nowhere near Orlando. Um, any local folks that want to get together and watch soccer around where I live, which is in Martin County, you know, like I said, two hours plus right. south. Um, there's no team in Broward at this point. There's This is the soccer team. Um, and didn't get a lot of, um, you know, response. But after a little while, people started to, to link up a little bit. Like our first time watching, we were – 
in Buffalo Wild Wings with like five people. <laughs> right. Like oh, we had like two other people that were in purple shirts that were unrelated to anything we were doing. We we're like, yo, come get in the you picture. Come so we sit could, with yeah, us. we, so we, it we, like we have a half we, a dozen. We have, we have people. We have people, right? So, um, but uh, a buddy of mine, um, uh, kind of, he, he he messaged and is like, hey, you know, I I just like moved to the area. Like I'm a huge soccer guy. Like I live in Jupiter. So he was the first one. and someone else. Second one, just starting to look at like Facebook, Twitter, um, and and just continuing to kind of put ourselves out there. Suddenly, you got like you know three games of the season. You have a group of five people that are that are going to carpool together. Yo, we'll meet at this person's house. We'll go to the game. Then it's about like branding, right? So um, now we have ten people, fifteen people. Oh, we have a name. What what are we? What are what are right. we doing? So what are we? What's something that's quick, catchy, and that people will remember? Treasure Coast Collective. We're from the Treasure Coast, right? We we're a group of friends that's going to go up and and watch soccer, and then you know, first person's like, hey, we should bring a pirate flag. <laughs> okay, so like, you know, five six games after that, like, oh, well, pirate flags are five bucks on Amazon. Let's get twenty of them. <laughs> now you're in the wall, you know, with you know thousands of people, and people are starting to ask questions. What's, like, the, what's oh, this pirate what's, thing? What's yeah, going on right. with this? Oh, well, you know, we're we're TCC. We're a group of friends that got together, and we 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 come up from down south every game, um, and then suddenly it starts expanding like you know buddy comes up to me hey who are you guys like you guys i love your energy but but i live in orlando okay so wait now tcc is not a not a location it's a state of mind right right so <laughs> so now we start expanding more like so then it comes to the next year we have 100 people you know in the tailgate um you know having a good time drinking talking soccer um you know the next year hey let's bring all these people to atlanta to an away day so now it becomes a thing and it's really started it's nothing rocket sciencey it's essentially word of mouth um you bringing your friend that's going to come to the game and everyone brings someone else it's it's building capacity that's what it is um the old school way so when i uh signed up for the ruckus again it was me and it was my neighbors and we, we had a handful of people and um I must have done it through email or something because your wife got the the inquiry. <laughs> right. And um, uh, for for those of you don't, that don't know, there's a big parking lot that everybody goes to before the game and hangs out. Again, people are drinking, having a good time, waving their flags. And I show up because I want to get a shirt for my son. Right. And so I show up again, like my first game that we've gone to, and I'm like, hey, is there a merch tent or a table somewhere? And they're like, oh, go find Aaron, go find Aaron. Okay. We bop around, we find Aaron. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, this merch is really for Ruckus members. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a member. And <laughs> right. she's like, really? What, what's your name? I said, Curtis Carpenter. She's like, from Vero Beach. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, oh, we're from down in Hope Sound. And she started telling me about TCC. And then you started talking to me about TCC. And it's like, okay, this is a real thing. There's a real group of people down here that follow Orlando City. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how, that's how it goes. Um, and, and again, you know, there, in Orlando City, um, in the supporters, there's two large large contingent of supporter groups um the ruckus and the iron line firm tcc has had a home kind of within the larger context of these supporter groups of the ruckus um we've always really pushed our edge though you know like uh, being unique standing out supporting in a in a diehard kind of capacity that we're going to um be friendly, be inclusive, welcome people in, and every single person that's been involved in the group, they either have someone that's welcomed them in or have a similar story to what you just shared here. I have a similar story myself. 
I will always be that to someone else because someone was like that to me. Someone brought me in and said, hey, grab a beer. You know, yeah. um, for me, it was uh, the the president of the ruckus back when I joined. Um, his name was Jerry. Like, I showed up to the tailgate with Aaron and knew absolutely nobody. Nobody. And this is, again, with, you know, 65,000 people um, that are about to go into the game. And this dude's like, hey, yo, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. So now I feel connected. And, it, and it's it's cool to have, you know, you have your niche. You have your people that you roll with. And, you know, it's it's the funnest thing ever to to have that. And then also, like, you know, I've been to Portland with these people. I mean, we just went to Austin, Texas to go to a game. You know, we had five days and just have a good time. And, you know, it's it now it's turning into something that's even much larger than than um than just the soccer team and on the field. One thing I wanted to touch on and, and you just did is inclusivity. Sure. My goodness, the diverse demographic that you guys have out there is like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, old, young, uh, black, white, fat, skinny, it didn't matter, man. Tatted up, clean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like every single type of person that you can imagine, you know, a cross-section of America is this is this group that you guys have. And it's really cool because, like you said, you feel like you can be included. You're not going to be shoved out. You're not going to be pushed out for whatever your thoughts or whatever your beliefs or whatever your looks or whatever your anything is like. Right. You're welcome. Right. And it's like, this is a cool spot. <laughs> yeah, and it's necessary now. I mean, in this day and age, um, in the context of this country, uh, you know, and everything that's gone on in the last, whatever, five, ten years, um, this is like a, a, a kind of a safe space for a lot of people, too, as well, because it's somewhere that you can go. Whatever went on in your Monday through Friday, your nine to five or whatever the case is, once you um, kind of are, are in, you know, in the terraces and in, 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 in the in the stadium, um, you kind of let that go. And there is nothing, um, nothing more authentic than 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 what this is um and, and like you said everyone kind of comes up with the same thing well how did how did we do that it's just about using soccer which is a sport that connects people across the world um so that as the framework and then just being you know being all in passion wise culture wise support wise going in and like losing your mind for 90 <laughs> minutes um it's not like i mean aaron used to my wife she would um when we were in the, it was starting the Citrus Bowl, you know, there'd be people like just kind of standing there. We're doing this, the chants. And if you don't know, you know, the chants go on in the wall. The chants entire are game, wild. The yeah. entire game. They don't stop. So as soon, before the game even starts, the chants start, the drums start, and it goes the entire time. Um, so the chants are led by capos that, that kind of lead the, the, you know, thousands of supporters in the chants. And, um, you know, it's your first game. That can be a little intimidating. You don't know these chants. Everyone's yelling. Um, you know, my wife printed up, you know, 200 chant cards and just takes them in her bag, passes them out. Hey, you know, <laughs> here you go. Um, and, and marketing standpoint, we slap TCC logo on there and, yeah. and pass them out to everyone. Now you got 200 people um, that now feel included immediately, right? Um, feel like they're connected. Now they're not standing there kind of uncomfortable while people are screaming, yelling, throwing water, chanting, et cetera. And now they're in too. So that's a quick and easy way to, to be inclusive, to, to get people feel like they're involved um, that may not have been. And then also kind of let people know, hey, who you are. And hey, if you're interested in this, roll with us next time too. Right. And um, that's, yeah, again, it's, it's not like a rocket science type of thing. It's not something that takes a lot of time. It's just kind of making that quick connection and keeping it. You, uh, and if you go to the game and you 
uh, read the chants or if you chant the chants, there's a little uh, Spanish lesson in there too. Correct. Like yeah. half, half of it's Spanish. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that plays off on the, the culture of the team um, too. You know, you have a, a, a large contingent of players that are um, – uh, from Brazil, a large contingent of the players that are from South America, and um, you know a support that. But the support, I mean, we have folks from all over the world um, that 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 come in and, and just just uh, have a good time with it. So um, yeah, as far as the inclusivity, it's um, it's it's a completely different level than you'll see on, on any other like sport wise. One of the coolest things I've seen is at the end of the game, win, lose, draw, whatever, the team comes and they actually like bow to the to the wall and like they thank them and they're waving and I mean like I've seen your kids down there high fiving like some of these players. Yeah, they're... my kid my kid is uh <laughs> is, is the, he's he's the one that gives all, all whenever there's a goal somehow all the whoever scored is wearing my kid's sunglasses. Yes. Like, this happened like three times. It's um, hilarious. But <laughs> but, yeah. but but anyway the 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 way that the team and Races the, sure. the the supporter group is, is amazing. So the Los Angeles Dodgers have a group called Pantone Two Nine Four, eh, mildly similar to, to to what you guys are doing. Um, but there's no major fan involvement after the game. You know, right. yeah, Mookie Betts isn't going out and waving to Pantone Two Nine Four. But you know, you'll see Facundo Torres come out and wave and bow and shake hands and high five. Yeah. And it's like this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, and I think that goes back to the what you know, kind of the originality of, of Orlando City when it first started as being so grassroots. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have that um, maybe necessarily everywhere, um, but I think the, the, the grassroots um, piece of how this started, it's not lost um, on the players. You have players that are from, you know, other countries. You also have players that are from Orlando, you know, that are homegrown players like a Benji Michelle who scored, you know, in that game two nights ago. I mean, you know, when he's walking around and pointing at the Orlando City crest, like that means something to him. This is his town and you're celebrating now a huge win in front of, you know, your family, but also these supporters that will, you know, that will go all in for you. And it's really not like to me, it's not, it's, it's a, I can't really describe it as like a hobby or something like that, because once you're bought in, you know, this is kind of, this is a lot of what you do. Um, <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot of time. Um, and, a lot of people drop a lot into it, but like the end product is always, you know, something that that is really special. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears again. Um, I want to talk a little bit. You you mentioned this paragraphs ago, <laughs> minutes yeah. ago, about no matter what your nine to five is Monday through Friday, you have this to kind of rely on. And sure. I want to switch back into the social media side of things. You make it a point, which I think is incredibly important. And I think that it's a great uh, uh, teaching moment for anybody that's listening or watching this. You... 100% hard and fast, you separate your personal life on social media right. with your Orlando City support sure. on social media. Sure. I think it's brilliant. Talk to me about how you came up with that idea, how you do it, the struggles with it, so on and so forth. Well, I think you gotta you got to be mindful that um, while people, um, you know, what you do on your, your – and I think also I think the um, – what people do on uh, in this regard, in the supporter culture, et cetera, everyone has lives and, and jobs too as well. I'm in education, um, and we, you, we by on purpose have not mentioned your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and people know my last name, yeah. so it, no, it, I know, it, but yeah. it's all good. But I, I mean, uh, I, I, um, I'm in education. Um, I have been for for quite some time, um, and I, I love that. Um, the two are really uh, kind of separate, but um, whatever your your job is, um, whatever you're you're doing, um, I think it's real important to 
to be mindful of how you're portraying yourself on on social media, um, how you're portraying yourself just in general, too. You have to be really mindful of all of that. But I think um, it's a good lesson to have and, and think about and things connect. You know, I have I've had, you know, tons of friends that work in education, too, that come to the games as well. Um, but you also um, you got to just look at that, I, I think, a little strategically, uh, no matter what you're doing or how you're interacting. Um, we we uh, we have a few different like handles or tags on social media and, um, you know, use it to push the edge, um, but also, uh, you know, build support. And, and I think that's, that's always been helpful for us. We, we like to push a little bit of an edge, um, and be a little, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but, uh, definitely draw attention to what we want to have happen as far as the culture and, and what soccer should look like and if you're not sure how to jump in and get there so um you know people could say what they want about it but the end of the day um, i know what we're doing is working because people are involved and right. overall you know that does play into to anything in your job the inclusivity factor um you know that that's huge for me no matter what so for me that's the crossover you never want to to have um anyone feeling um like they can't be a part of something um and that that's in anything in, in your your work life or your outside of work life too well i think it's you know like i picture you you know with your shirt off and maybe you got a beer in your hand and somebody gets a picture and then they tag you and you don't have the separation. And right. now, you know, you're in education. So one of these kids' parents sees yeah. it. And it's like, oh, well, this guy, you know, he teaches my kids or he's at my kid's school. He needs to be fired. And we see that all the time. We're seeing that in local politics. I don't know about Martin County, but in any River County, we're seeing stuff like that happen now. Yeah. And it's like what you want to do on your personal time and sure. in your own life should not affect your profession if you're doing your profession correctly. Right, yeah. And and this is an easy way to just get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. separate them. And I think I think people things. need that. I think um, you know, to a certain extent, um everyone needs to have we talk about um you know, self-care and whatever that is, whatever your job is. Um, the last uh, two plus years have not been easy for a lot of people. Um, you know, let me tell you what, when when uh, I remember uh, the first game of the 2020 season, we got one game in, one okay. game in. And I remember the, 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 the tailgate lot being packed with people. And everyone was like, did you hear about like that COVID thing? Like right. that's, you know, uh, I, don't, I didn't hear about it. Okay, well, what? And then a, one week later, everything shut down immediately. And, you know, this is what people rely on. A lot of people, you know, use their weekends to whatever your 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 passion is, you know, that stopped um, in that playoff game that you referenced. Um, yeah. You know, it was, uh, uh, we had to be, you know, six feet apart from each other. You know, it's the biggest win in our club's history you know we and were you can't high five each other yeah with masks on <laughs> and you know and it's fine it was we had to do it for safety but it's just so crazy to um to to, to think about the trajectory that that's come from too so people need my thing is like people need something right, right. people people need something to be passionate and involved in and not necessarily just their work mm -hmm. um it, it's it's got to be something that you um you know you kind of separate that too and you, and you get out from what you're doing every single day and and to me that's that's been a big um a big thing for me and i'm sure um people uh will say similar things we have 
all types of people that are involved in our group. Um, we have, you know, uh, people with 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 um, creative jobs, people that are, um, you know, in marketing, people that are in education, people that are in healthcare. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of people that are in healthcare that are um, involved in our group too, as well. And their their day to day has been extremely difficult um, over the past uh, uh, few years. But you know, they come. To, to the games too as well and this is their way to to kind of um, let off some steam and, and have fun and and um, you know I think it's always a good thing to to have that in your life yeah yeah um, I wrote notes before we came here and I left them at the office that's cool and, and <laughs> mentally all those notes have been checked off we're checking them let's so, go so um, all my notes all my mental notes are checked off I don't know if there's anything else that you want to talk about or you want to discuss um, um, yeah I mean I think also one thing too when you're talking about because I, I just like I think the growth of the sport um, in general when we're talking about like where I live, where we're talking about supporting your local team, um, that goes hand in hand with like, even at the ground roots neighborhood level. Um, and we've got a big uh, kind of an issue in this country just with the growth of soccer um, because the uh, the soccer can be expensive, you know, for kids to get into. Yeah. Um, you know, once you start getting you know this better than anybody yeah kids yeah are playing, yeah you know. <laughs> and you know once you start getting involved um you know you have american football where um you know the strongest players um are, are um sometimes in areas where um coaches are going in that um you know are are, are, are taking kids out of um, really tough environments right. and they're hungry they play with that edge um in america unfortunately um over the last few years it's kind of been an opposite if you want to get involved in soccer you have to and really be good you know you have to come from from some money a little bit or have the right. financial capabilities <laughs> to do that so i think um i just want to give a quick shout out to, to hope sound soccer club because um you know, my kids are fortunate to play in a, in a club that's that's right down my street, um, you know, two minutes away from my house. Um, and it's really cool to see the local growth of a small town in Hope Sound. Um, my kids started playing. Uh, my oldest, when he was seven, uh, did a tryout. Um, no one really came out. It's like a Disney movie, right? Like some kids showed up in like, you know, like baseball cleats and so, you know, so like they were just like, oh, we're, and myself and a, a couple other parents um, kind of pushed like a competitive, let's really get a team going at a competitive level. And, you know, the first, the first season they got squashed, bro. They got spanked. Every single game we were getting smoked. Like we got like mercy, like 18 to nothing in the first game of the season. And let me tell you what, the last game of the season, the last game, they won like four to three and the other parents thought we were insane people because we celebrated like we won the world cup right <laughs> four years later that same team has stayed together now they're in middle school they're all best friends the club is starting to expand and they're doing it in a way that is um affordable they're going in and, and getting kids out of uh, spots um that may have been overlooked um and we're playing teams that you know have a pool of 100 kids to pick from right um you know, when they're starting out there, you know, my kid's jersey, like, you know, is, is two sizes, too small. We're playing teams. They got four different types of kids and we're beating them, you know. So, like, even that edge, like, I've seen it that, that we try to bring, you know, in the, in the state of Orlando. I've seen it just in, in, in local soccer. But it's, I think it's because you have to really think strategically when we talk about marketing. Um, 
there's some issues with pay for play. Um, it's in baseball too. Uh, yeah, I, my kids play baseball. Yeah, I, I, I see it, and I think that's affecting you know American soccer on a grand stage. The U.S. Men's National Team. I mean, we're we're in the World Cup now. Didn't qualify in 2018. Um, we have. A, a huge pool of talent, but sometimes it's being missed. So if you're if you you got kids in local leagues or you're thinking about getting them started, look strategically about what you're doing and what you're supporting, um, because sometimes um, the flashy club with you know all these different things that that's not going to be the best for your kid. My kids coached um, by uh, a, a former uh, Olympic gold medal winner, and she's amazing, and she coaches. Um, my kids team got got picked up by Hope Sound Soccer Club and let me tell you what a good feeling to go to these these different clubs with all these resources etc and to beat them um (laughs) it's it's awesome so now we have even like a little supporter group of parents like no one wants to mess with the Hope Sound parents we come up up to the games and the people that are listening know because a lot of my friends that go to Orlando games they'll pull up to in Hope Sound and just pull up to my kids games and I'll you know my my kids scoring goals and like signaling them and stuff it's pretty cool they're waving flags and purple smoke everywhere yeah yeah. so I mean (laughs) it's a good time but I think the overall message is just to parents who are or might be um, thinking about getting their kid involved in soccer. Just th- think strategically about what you're doing, and and sometimes you know going flashy or paying the big bucks um, that's not going to necessarily make your kid happy. Um, you know what will is um, thinking about something that where 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 the club kind of takes. Uh, this perspective, um, thinking strategically, marketing themselves strategically, and making things affordable too, as well, in the best way possible. And, you know, always open to discuss that too, because it's something I'm really passionate about, especially when we're talking about the growth of the sport from the ground level, because this is setting the tone for the next 15, 20 years in this country for the continuation of a sport that's really quickly becoming extremely popular. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. I want to thank yeah, um, Scott Sporting Goods for uh, having us here. Bob and Scott have been great. And and that was a great segue into local. You know, for sure. local. I mean, it's a local shop that's been here for a million years. Uh, you know, Scott Sporting Goods where I bought all my stuff when I played Little League as a kid. And, you know, the, the awesome. Amazons and the, uh, you know, the, the drop shipping of the world uh, can can take places like this out of business. So, again, if you're local and, and you need a baseball bat or a, or a soccer ball or something like that, come down to Scott's and, and grab it. And uh, I think we have something for you. I don't know where it is. Over there, Brian. We went to uh, oh, just wow. a nice little gift here. Yeah, I mean, swagged out I here. see you're always wearing hats. And, you know, <laughs> got you a t-shirt. I hope it fits. And thank uh, you, man. Letty, Yeti. So uh, that's yeah, awesome. man. Now I want to thank you very much for coming all the way up here and uh, uh, you know interviewing with us and coming on the podcast. And like I said, Orlando City has been has become a big part of my life now. And like I said, you're one of the reasons why you're the greatest ambassador for the team that I've ever met, more so than the folks in the front office at the team. Um, So again, I just want to thank you for coming out and uh, yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. It was fun. I love talking soccer. Uh, I love them. I love you all set up here. I love you guys do something. Dale, mi amor.